but it's okay. It is okay to feel these feelings. It's okay not to be okay. And when I normalize it, when Christy normalizes it, that just gives, it takes the power away from the thing that is making you so sad. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer, being joined by Carrie, who, by the way, is pretty darn cold. I think, Carrie, you said it was 12 degrees, and Carrie is bundled up tighter than a tick this morning. Oh, my goodness. If I could have on more layers, I would, because I have a really cute t-shirt on, and it says, I want all the chickens. And I was all proud of it. I was going to wear it for our um, podcasting, and I put it on upstairs where it's warmer because the heat rises. And I was all excited. And then I got down here and I was like, dear God, I'm freezing. So I have a little heater going here. I have my code red sweatshirt, which you can, you can get our code red sweatshirt. This is the one you can, you know, you can get this. It is ready for you. Anyway, we have swag, but anyway, all that to say is I am bundled up. I have the code red joggers on. I got the sweatshirt and then underneath, just so you know, in honor of the occasion, I have the chicken t-shirt. But I was watching your Instagram and your baby chicks, like you have like 54 new chicks and you need to sell those quick know, keeping all the baby chicks, $2 each. I need to sell them. I just got to take, it's, it's getting out there and taking pictures and then putting those on the internet. That's all I have to do. It won't take me long to get rid of them. I mean, if they have to be incorporated into the flock, Christy, it'll be okay. <laughs> You're gonna, it's, it, that wasn't the plan. You're not sticking I to the know. plan. And they're like, meet, 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 meet. They're so cute. And the problem is it's really because they're just so cute. It's really hard because they're cute. <laughs> well, not to take the mood down, but we are talking about something that is, you know, it, it can be a bit somber or a somber topic. We're talking about it's okay to not be okay. And our dad is a LCPC. He's a licensed therapist and he has been for years. He actually has two master's degrees. He's very smart. He had a full ride scholarship to Pepperdine out of high school. I mean, he's just an incredible man. And he said this to, I'm sure he said this to you, Carrie, but I was going through a tough time a few months ago and dad said, you know what, honey? He said, it's okay to not be okay. And I've just always thought about that ever since. I have a really hard time, Christy, with this notion that society presents about bouncing back, getting better, get on the meds. Meds are fine, by the way, but it's this instantaneous recovery from things that happen to you. I have a friend who over two years ago lost her husband. He was running and he came home, had no other health problems, young guy in his 40s and literally dropped over dead in her front, like on her front step. And, you know, she is still mourning the loss of him and she still has his ring around her neck and, and she still talks about him on Instagram. And I don't, I don't have a problem with any of that. It's the fact that I think sometimes people push her to get and It's okay. It is okay not to be okay. So why do we, why in the society, Chrissy, do we push this getting better instantly? This, this, you had a baby, you're fine. This traumatic thing happened to you. You're fine. Get going, turn around. The day will be better. All the sun will come out. I mean. Why do we do that to each other? Yeah. And I know that I definitely be in type A. I'm go just a go or go, 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 go. I mean, I have a list of things right here 
of things that are going to get done, you know, today. And there's just a lot, a lot to do. And and I'm, I don't think I have a whole lot of followers on Instagram. I have a fair bit, I guess, just a few couple, you know, and, and people watch and and I share my life with them. And so there's that added pressure to always kind of make sure everything's all right. And you always kind of put that, yeah, that put that face, that happy face on, even if things kind of aren't okay. And then Carrie, but then I, you know, so so let me give you two sides here. The one side is never talking about never showing like this plastic, you know, and never actually being like, Hey, just kind of having a rough day a little bit. And then the other side are people who talk way too much about their problems. And I, and you just end up just turning it off. I have a friend who lost her husband unexpectedly over three years ago, three and a half years ago, she's remarried and she still talks about all this like morning today. And I don't, I don't mean to judge her. It's just like, I mean, it, and it's constantly, it's constantly. And it's so that, that gets old too. I, I don't, I hope this doesn't sound too insensitive me saying this. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just that where do you draw that line? It's okay to not be okay, but it's like oversharing and not sharing enough to where everybody thinks your life is perfect. I think, and I agree with you, Christy, is such, it's such a hard line. And I think only the people themselves that are going through it can draw the line. But, sure. you know, when I went through, I know we talked about on the last, last podcast uh, that just came out because I talked, I just listened to the recording this morning, which is fabulous. If you haven't had a chance controlling what you can. And I was talking about my hives. And I was saying that when I was going through that situation, that I was sending Christy pictures and pictures and pictures and pictures. And then I realized, okay, Carrie, like, that's enough. Like you've talked about it for two weeks now. Chrissy has a whole, you know, camera full of pictures. So, but when I was going through it, I just felt so crappy and not good. And it was okay to be okay. I think it to not be okay. It was okay to experience what I'm experiencing. And I think when you are a type of a person like Christy and I, and you go, go, you do, do you move forward. Sometimes people like us, Christy, we don't stop in that moment and go, okay, this sucks. Like this, this sucks. The other day, Christy, I got a text from our dad and I'm going to tell you about this. Uh, and our parents aren't together. And dad said, mom said to dad, cause they're still friends. This is the two year anniversary of your heart attack. And I'm so glad that you're still alive. And it was like that moment. I wasn't okay with what had happened. And that is okay. Why do am I like, Hey dad, buckle up. Glad your heart's okay. You know, like, why do I do that? In that moment, I just sat with those feelings and I went, what I would have been if my dad had, if our dad had died, I would have been thinking about the two year anniversary of his death. And I think we go so fast, Christy, that we never say, I don't feel right about this. And that's okay right now. Or when our parents got divorced, I, I acted like, I didn't act like I just kind of, I don't know. I didn't really, I didn't really react. I knew that, you know, I didn't cry or, you know, eh, my, our parents had been together for 50 years. And, and so, but then a year later, it started to come out. I started to process it. And I remember sitting, I was in a, I was at a spa down in Tucson and I was talking to a therapist and we were talking about something else. And she had me do this drill where she said, I could, I not like it in a weird way, but she said, I could see that something's kind of heavy on your heart. Take your oh. left hand. She said, take your left hand. And she said, draw. I, I write with my right hand. So my left hand is like, you know, like a two-year-old, you know, non-dominant. She said, non-dominant. She said, write out what is bothering you with your left hand. And so I, I don't know, it was just some drill to do with your brain. And so I wrote out, I'm still upset about my parents' divorce. And oh. I wrote it out. And then she said, now answer yourself with your right hand. 
And so it was just so weird that came out a year later. And I and this whole concept of it's okay to not be okay, it's kind of new to me. I haven't really, I just think I've buried things deep. And I don't really, I just kind of say, well, what am I going to do about it? Cry about it? Well, maybe Christy, you know, what am I going to do about it? I know that at the time right now, sis, I'm going through something personal and you're the only person who knows about it. And I don't, I am not going to share it with the world, not at all, but it's not affecting my work because I just, I say to myself, okay, listen, you're not okay. A hundred percent. That's all right. Mm -hmm. But you're just continue to record your videos, continue to show up for the community, continue Mm -hmm. to show up, continue to walk your dogs, continue to take care of your health. And if you need to, I say to Carrie, oh, and she said, how you doing, sis? And I said, oh, just kind of, you know, just kind of having a little bit of a rough day. And she says, I'm sorry. You know, that's all right. And it, it kind of just reminds me it's OK to not be OK, but I still have to continue my life. I think the way you're handling it is excellent because it is very hard what you're going through. And I think that I think that it's normalizing having an off day. Now, we're mm. not talking about Christy you know, laying in her pajamas and eating nachos and drinking diet Coke all day. Cause I can't see Chrissy or I, it's funny. Cause my daughter just said, mom, what are we doing today? I was like, it's 11. I've done the laundry. I've changed the sheets. I have made the food for the week. I cleaned this. I did this. And she's like, oh, I just got out of bed. I'm like, well, I've had a busy day so far. I don't know what you're doing. So Christy and I are both go and do people. So I can't see either of us sitting around, but Christy, there are times When even when you're going through what you're going through and the things I've been through, when it's okay just to say, you know what, I'm just going to kind of sit and read my book for a couple hours, or I'm just going to drink a cup of coffee and sit outside with my dogs. And it's normalizing non-activity if that is what fits into what you need right then. That's very hard for us. Now, other people, I know they sit around all day in their jammies. I'm not judging you. I'm just saying when you're our kind of people, you can't do that. It's I feel so guilty. Brandon will say, if when I had the hives, go upstairs and lay down. I can't because the dogs are down here. And then my emails, and he would say, go upstairs. You have to make it okay being okay and not 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 being bad about it. Yeah, not having guilt over not being okay. Not having guilt that you don't bounce back after your parents' divorce. Not having guilt that you don't bounce back after a fight with your husband. Not having guilt uh, that you don't bounce back over the death of someone you love or the loss of something you love, a job, you know, a church. I don't know what it is in your life. And it's okay to kind of feel like crap when that's going on. And I I think it helps when you don't cry wolf all the time, you know, just the other day, I was talking to Andrea. Uh, Coach Andrea is on our team. She is one of our Code Red certified coaches, has been for years, but also is our as our Code Red copywriter. She and I are working closely on a big project, and I was really feeling frustrated. I was having a, a systems shutdown with my computer. My oh. computer at the cabin was old. It would not. It would not work on my project, and I and I was feeling more and more anxious as the day went on. And I said to Andrea, I said. I feel like my whole body is caught in a vice. And I just, this pressure is just on the side of my head. And I, I, I'm so upset. And she said, you know, you don't say that very often. Why don't you stop? Why don't you just, you just need to stop. And I, and I recognized it and she helped me recognize it. And I said, okay, you need a little bit of time off. Even if it's two hours, you need to stop and take a little bit of a break here because you're not, this is not getting any better, but I don't ever do that. You know, if you hear somebody all the time, they're they're like they're at they're at the breaking point all the time, and you're like, okay, great, Karen's at the breaking point again. Then you don't really pay attention to it. But I know, like everybody on the Code Red team, if any of our Code Red 
in customer service, anybody in IT, anybody ever says that to us, like, hey, I'm on the I'm on the breaking point. I mean, we we do all hands on deck. Like we don't mess around with something like that. It's because they never cry wolf. Right. That is such a great point. I, I love that. And that is true. If every time I said my stomach hurts, Christy would be like, yep, again, because my stomach's always bugging me. But if Christy says her stomach hurts, I'm like, did you eat too late? Or do you have food poisoning? Because she never tells me that. So you do learn, you do learn to only say it what's important. So I have a great example of this topic. Are you ready? And you and I have talked about this. So at the time of this recording, Sergeant Major Thompson, my husband, is getting ready to retire from the Army. And 25 years, that's all he's known. It's, you know, rocking and running and yelling at people and whatever Sergeant Majors do. He doesn't do that anymore because you can't yell at anybody in the Army. You get kicked out. So... One time he said he jumped over a desk at somebody and you can't do that kind of stuff anymore. No, everyone has you or everyone will get hurt, hurt feelings over that. So anyway, he, it's a big, huge shift. Now I will say, and Christine, I've discussed this at great or at ad nauseum is that being home with the shutdown and with COVID has been helpful because you guys can't see it, but his desk is right behind me. And he's been home for almost two years. Not, I mean, he does go in and do things, but it's pretty much at home. He does his job here. So that's been helpful. But Christy, he's getting ready to move away from having to have his haircut every week, you know, having to, and he always has watched his weight, but having to watch his weight super careful. And I can't ever see him being heavy, but that happens to a lot of people. But I mean, it's the whole idea, the army, the way you think, yes, I'm active duty. It's just, it's a whole way of living. And he would, the other day, he was kind of like, he got his date and he's getting his papers. And he was like, huh. And he was sitting at the, at the kitchen table. And I said to him, it's weird. And he goes, yeah, it's really weird, Carrie. I go, you know what? It's okay to not be okay with this. Like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We're going to be out of the army. You're going to be a part of the the great VA system, (laughs) but it's okay not to be okay with this. And he just kind of looked at me like, you don't have to be big and strong about this. You can just say, this sucks. I don't want this to happen. Like, this is weird. This is, I do, but I don't. And it's okay. He's strong. Like Christy is strong. It's okay for you to walk through those moments. And we have to normalize that because we do other people such a disservice if we seem like nothing ever bothers us. Because mm. that's not really how life is, is it? Like right. there are days when I yell at my kids and then we get in the car and go do something for Jesus. <laughs> how many times did mom and dad like beat us on the way to church? Yes. <laughs> I mean, everyone's gotten their car pulled over on the way to church and gotten spanked. I'm just saying, like, you were going to church and you guys better be, I'm not even dying. But it's it's okay to have those moments where you just don't feel good about what's going on in your life. And to pass by it and not think about how that's affecting you, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. You have to sit in those moments. And just like I said to Christy, I'm sorry, sis. Like, what can I do? What can I do for you? It, it's yeah. just a sucky moment and there's nobody that can make it better. I know when Miles retired from his job, it was an unexpected kind of a forced retirement at age 49. You know, the company changed hands and and it was, um, but he had been at the company a long time. He had a real good retirement built up and the company made that decision. And so it was a bit abrupt, but it took him an entire year to be okay. He said he dreamt about paper mills. He dreamt about employees. He he woke up in the middle of the night worried that a, that a, one of the massive multi-million dollar machines had gone down. And it was it plagued. It just was it was a nightmare. It was always what he was thinking about. It took him an entire year to get used to retired life. And it's just 
I don't think we really, especially men, as women, we're we're expected to be more emotional. We are more emotional. We we're wired that way. But we men just aren't. I I can I think that when with without Brandon being able to talk about this big life change that's coming up, it just further shoves it down, which I'm sure he hasn't talked about half the stuff he's gone through. And he probably probably needs counseling. But you know, like guys don't do that, quote unquote. And yep. And that's rough. It's rough to keep that stuff, you know, pressed down. I know that the other day I posted a picture in my, you know, just in my sports bra, kind of showing my muscles. And I, and I put the caption of the, of the photo was I flexed so hard during this photo. I peed my pants a little bit. And it was like, people were like, ha 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 underneath. And you know, all they see is this girl with all these muscles and flexing. And they're like, wow, you know, some people are like, oh, I wish I had a body like that. But then by me making a funny joke, it kind of makes it funny. Like, hey, some people I sneezed the other day and I peed a little bit, you know, and it's like and I haven't even had kids. I don't even have a kid to show for that. And, it, and I wish that we would talk about the little things like that, because it really does hu- make people more human. And when we don't talk about it, Christy, just like what you're saying, like if you were like brave and strong and I'm going through this thing and I don't want to talk about how it's affecting me, let's just it's fine. It's fine. Push past, push past. And like Brandon will get hurt and he'll be like, it's fine. And I'm like, you're bleeding. Can I take a look at it? It was the same idea. So when we just, we as women, men, whoever, when we push past, push past not being okay, we really tell our own brains that it's not okay for you to experience these emotions. I mean, mm. I'm not a psychologist, but that's what I imagine. I imagine we're saying you, Brandon, you're not allowed to feel kind of crappy, kind of happy about leaving the army. Christy, you're not allowed to feel like absolute crap because of what you're going through. Carrie, you're not allowed to feel like crap and just, I hate to use the word crap, poop, whatever, whatever acceptable podcasting guys are like, bleep, bleep, you know, I don't know know what the right word is. You're not allowed to feel badly about your mom and dad divorcing. You just need to move past it. And we kind of tell our brains that that's not okay. And I think we end up damaging is kind of a strong word, but we end up just we don't, we're not, we're not validating ourselves in where we are at that moment. And that's just such a, it's like when people lose weight, Christy, have you ever noticed like they lose 20 pounds? Like I've only lost 20 pounds or I'm only a nurse. Well, I used to hear people say that all the time. And I would say, stop when you invalidate, I can't, I think that's the right word. I can't say unvalidate, but when you invalidate what you're feeling, what you're thinking, what your job is, it just, it just makes your brain say, it's not acceptable for me to feel that way. And that's just a rotten way to live. We did a podcast a while back called Normalizing Weight Loss Anxiety. Look that up and yeah. watch that. And I, I like that, that during like when we're working, we have you know, at the time of this, we have over 12,000 people in our Code Red network and we work with people and that you can get that by going to coderedlifestyle.com forward slash APP. You can come into the Code Red network that's off social media and people, they feel bad. That they're struggling and mm-hmm. we're like, oh, hey, listen, Karen, we get it. We understand that you're struggling. We, we, we get that. That's totally fine. Oh, I'm just not, I'm just not doing really well right now. Okay. Have you, have you gained back any weight? No. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you're staying the course. You're not cheating. You're not turning to shoot for food, sugar, alcohol to deal with this. And no, I'm not, but you're just struggling. Yes. Oh, Hey, we can help you. But so we want you to know it's okay. If you're struggling, it's okay to be, to having, be having a hard time right now. Cause you know, they, we, they did margarita Mondays and you didn't go or whatever the reason is. We just don't want you dealing with all of this using food, sugar and alcohol. But it's OK if you are struggling with weight loss right now. Normalizing not being OK. Normalizing struggling. For some people, 
They don't like themselves when they lose weight. They don't like the way they look. Their face looks really like wrinkly, let's just say, because you lose all the fat in your face and you look a lot different and it's like shocking to you. And it's like, yeah, but I'm, I'm 50 pounds smaller than I used to be, but I don't like the way I look. That's okay. What did Jim Gaffigan say? Some people are really unhappy when they lose weight. You want to tell them to go eat a steak. You're, you're grumpy, skinny, you know, (laughs) but it's okay. It is okay to feel these feelings. It's okay not to be okay. And when I normalize it, when Christy normalizes it, that just gives, it takes the power away from the thing that is making you so sad. It takes it a power. It takes that power away. We had a staff member that came to me, was struggling with one aspect of maintenance. And I thought it was great that they came to me. I was totally happy. And then they were like, don't tell Christy. Everyone's so afraid of Christy. Like she's maleficent and she's, you know, the evil stepmother. She isn't. She's the most kind, caring person you'll ever meet as far as struggling. Because guess what we said to her when we went in this meeting? We said to the staff member, we get it. We've both been there. Just understanding. We didn't even have to help this person with a plan. Just understanding that we could normalize struggling and not feeling okay. That was it. That's all this person needed. You know, Beth Arrington, Carrie Carter, Abby Acuff have lost right around 200 pounds on Code Red. And even those of you who've lost, I mean, we are giving out five trophies for the month of December of people who have lost over 100 pounds and are getting custom engraved trophies, which you do if you get it on a home study program. If you lose the weight on a home study program, we give you a, a, an engraved trophy with your name on it and the dates and everything for losing at least a hundred pounds. And during the process and Carrie has lost a hundred pounds and has kept it off for 11 years I don't during this. Trophy. No, yeah. You don't, you don't have a trophy <laughs> during that process. Carrie can tell you whether it's Abby or Beth or Carrie Carter and my sister, Carrie, you're going to grind for a while. It's going to take a while to get that one to 200 pounds off. And man, if you are like, Oh, that's totally all right. Yeah. Why, why people, I have talked to so many people that are just, and they're like, but I'm so much skinnier. So why do I feel so rotten? Oh, because you've been doing it for two years. It sucks. It sucks. It's hard. It's okay. Not to feel okay. It's Christy. Some people lose weight and they stop wearing baggy clothes and they buy clothes. You know, maybe they were a size 20 before, and now they're wearing a size 16. They buy a size 16 and it fits like, it's not like, it's not like this. It like fits on their body and that really bothers them. It's really hard for them to get used to. And that's okay. It's okay to be like, I don't like the way I feel in these new clothes. Even though you're a hundred pounds skinnier, it's such a hard thing to shift. And that's one thing I think that code red does really well is that we normalize. Of course, we've talked about the anxiety with weight loss, but we've normalized just not feeling okay some days. If people talk about it, if they'll tell us this, I don't want to eat anything. I feel like crap. Maybe I just had COVID. I can't taste, but I still want to shove everything in my mouth or I'm at my mother-in-law's house and she's making cinnamon rolls. This sucks. You're right. It does suck. We have to normalize not being okay. And that is, it's okay. It's okay just to struggle with the process. It's okay. It's all a part of life. You're going to, you know, you're going to struggle either way. It's going to not be okay either way, but you're picking the, at least you're picking, as far as weight loss goes, you're picking the right avenue to go down. (laughs) You know, my buddy, Chris Geffen, I asked him a few months ago, he was a speaker at one of our events. And I said, do you ever not feel like going to the gym? He said, every day. You think I want to get in that ice bath? 
Do you think I want to sit in 240 degrees sauna? Do you think I want to drive clear across town and do an, an hour workout or whatever? I don't ever want to go. He said, I just, I do it because I'm disciplined, but I don't ever want to. And that felt really good to hear that from him because sometimes I don't, I'm, I don't want to go to the gym. You know, mine's two miles away. His is clear across town. And it's like, it was really nice to hear him kind of say all that. Cause you look at someone like him who's so fit and so muscular and just looks like he's got it all together. And maybe you think that about me, I don't know, but it's just knowing that people like that have the same struggles that we have. It makes, it's just like, oh, they get it. Okay. They get it. In that moment, what Chris did for you was Mm. he normalized not being okay. He said to you, it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to hate this every single time you do it. It's okay. I mean, we don't want you to hate movement. That sucks. I really enjoy going to the gym, but not every day. (laughs) Not every day. I love code red food. I love eating code red, but not every day do I love it. There are some days when I'm like, can someone just hand me a bowl of Swedish fish and I'm going to go crawl under the covers and go back to bed and ignore everybody. But that's usually because I'm upset about something else. But Chris, in that moment, he normalized your feelings about you not feeling okay with it. And I think that we have to do that. We have to do that for each other as women. We have to do that for each other as mothers to daughters. My daughter, Courtney, the microbiologist, she struggles with anxiety. And she's like, you know what I tell myself, mom? And she went to a lot of counseling and she does really well now. She used to be super anxious. And she says, whenever I get really anxious, I just say, it's okay. You've done this before. You're going to be fine. You've been through this. She normalizes feeling poopy in that moment. And I love that about her. She doesn't panic. She doesn't make a big thing about it. She doesn't call everybody on her, you know, speed dial list. We used to have speed dial back in the day, but uh, we don't anymore. But I mean, we didn't do any of that. She just deals with it and normalizes being in that moment and having an anxiety. And I love that about her. I love that she's figured out a way to cope with it. I think other than for me, I haven't gone through something and I've gone through some pretty horrible things, but I haven't gone through something that is crippling that cripples me to where I cannot function. I haven't gone through that. Maybe maybe some of my crap I've gone through would have crippled somebody else. But I was going to uh, say, because I think you've been through some stuff that's pretty yeah. crippling, but you just didn't choose to cripple. I just, right. I, didn't, I don't I, know. I, I, I chose to not, to not let it stop me because I, I say to myself, to me, my takeaway is, all right, so you're, you're going through something, but the, the reality is this has got to get done. Ain't nobody else doing it. So yeah. either you just crawl up and crawl in a ball and just cry on the floor And that's all right if you want to do that for five, six, seven minutes. But beyond that, you got to get back to work and you got to find a way to move forward in the midst of your pain. And that's what bravery is. Bravery is courage is is showing is doing it afraid. And so if you got to do it afraid, that's all right that you're afraid. We don't you know that that's not the problem. The problem is, is is are you going to go crawl into the the corner of your spare bedroom and not even in just just stay there all day long. And then, then nothing gets done. The kids don't get picked up, but you burn the dinner. Like, come on, you know, you burn your house down because you're crying in the closet. I think you, you need to still be able to function. And I just continue to function while I'm still dealing with this thing going on. And I think, and what, just to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, I think, like I said earlier, when you recognize, when we normalize and we say it's okay to not be okay, we take back the power from those things that happened to you, Christy. So when you said, yes, I was abused by a man, I had to leave in the middle of the night with everything that was just in my backpack. I just listened to that podcast and it sucks. But Christy, by you saying that this sucks and this is not the way I thought my life would go, 
You took the power away from him and the situation. You took back the power and then you're able to move forward and not lay on the couch and cry and you know what I mean? Continue with it. Now we're not talking about big tragedies, you guys. I mean, this was a big tragedy, but it's okay to sit if you need to sit. It's okay to get back in bed if you need to get back in bed. But by admitting that it's okay and not feeling guilty about those moments that you take back, you you bring the power back to you. You shift the differential. I know I used that term before. You shift it back to you. And then it makes it that much easier to get up and make the kids dinner, like Christy said, and not burn the house down. I don't think it's okay, though, for you to deal with this with food, alcohol, and sugar. Yeah. I, I just like... Um, well, it's not going to help. No. And people excuse, especially during a grieving situation. And that's why we have Code Red Loss and Grieving emotional eating course for you to take if you're in this situation. First of all, I'm so incredibly heartbroken that you are in this situation. Number one. Number two, it's still not okay for you to abuse food, alcohol, and sugar while you are grieving. I'm going to say it. Maybe this is hard. Someone's got to say it to you. No, it's not okay. You're going to have to, we're going to have to process this a different way, any other way except that, because it's not going to help. It's going to make the situation worse. We've got to grieve, not abusing those things. Well, because like we said in the last podcast, you're going to come out the other side just so, you know, instead of just behind on this, it's so much more behind on so many other things. So I, I agree with Christy. And I think that, I think that just understanding, understanding where you are, understanding what your process is, understanding how you feel, give yourself some grace if you need it. There are days, Christy, when I was losing weight, I would be so frustrated and so hungry. I would just say, I'm going to go to bed. Yeah, it's six. I'm just going to go to bed. I'm just going to accept this and give myself some grace. I feel crappy. I want to eat everything in the house. I'm just going to go to bed. That was my way of just going to sleep and just waking up for the next day. (laughs) If you are in the Code Red Network and you are going through something, we want you to reach out to us. We want you to post in the community. We want you to let the other rebels come around you. Don't suffer in silence. It's not okay that you went off the rails and you made the choice to abuse food, alcohol, and sugar. I want to make that very clear. We're not going to, we're not going to tell you that it's okay. And I, I made a mistake. No, you didn't. You made a choice. All right. No, you made a choice. It was the wrong choice. But with you not saying anything, we're not mind readers. We don't know. And that's what the Code Red Network is for. It's for us to come around each other and to lift each other up and love you until you can love yourself. So please do not suffer in silence. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. There's just so many ways to get support and help. So you can understand what's happening to you, normalize. It's okay not to feel okay. And then get the help you need. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of rebel weight loss and lifestyle. I know we've said it a, a million times, but it's okay to not be okay. And uh, it happens to everybody. You're in good hands and even happens to us. It's just that I might not, you know, put all that on social media, especially when I see somebody else putting it on all like, like, like just laying out their life on social media and like crying on social media. It causes me to withdraw from doing that. Like, I don't want to do it, you know, because I don't want to look like them. But it, it, it does happen to Carrie and I, and, and, and we go through stuff just like you go through stuff. All right. We all go through stuff. In fact, that was one of the biggest things I learned. People say, why are you so, why are you so confident? Well, because I know everybody else is feeling the same way regardless, you know, even the Tom Hanks and the Leonardo DiCaprio and the, and the, the A-list actors and the really rich Oprah and different people and celebrities, they all have their crap and they all go through stuff. So you really are in good company because we do too. Anything else, sis? 
Oh, I, I th- at the end of the last pe- podcast, when you finished so strong, I went, amen, that's right. So I'm going to say it again. Amen, that's right. That's the best way. I don't, I just like, and so be it. I agree with Christy. <laughs> we would love to have you in the Code Red Network, coderedlifestyle.com forward slash APP. I don't say the word app because most people spell it wrong. They'll just go AP. No, APP. That's how you get in the Code Red Network. It's free to create your account. Join us. We have daily inspiration. We have before and afters. We have daily live videos. We have all kinds of stuff going on in there. We have mentors, coaches. There is just no shortage of inspiration, support, information, love, education. Everything you need is there. And we would love to have you there. So we will catch you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you're not subscribed already, please be sure to do that right now. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could do me a quick favor and rate and review this podcast. That would be just so helpful. Speaking of help, let me know if I can help you. Go to coderedlifestyle.com, check out my programs and see what we can do for you. Until next time, Rebel on.